Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. On this episode, I'm joined by Matt Simmons once again from Yo Video Games. How's it going, dude? Hi, uh, what's up, Mike? Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, we had a little bit of news this week, didn't we? Yeah, it was... Um, it actually is strangely similar, because like, Nintendo kind of does everything on its own beat, but like this actually mimics a lot of what happened with the Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. It just sort of unceremoniously showed up one morning in a tweet. And they're like, surprise, we're launching this new model, it's going to come out you know, in a couple months. <laughs> Here we are again. Uh, so, for those of you who haven't heard this week by some chance, Nintendo announced the Switch OLED model. Uh, it is going to be a refresh that includes a new, larger screen, an OLED screen, and increased inter- internal storage capacity from 32 gigabits to 64 gigabits. Um, it is... Uh, Got a better my- kickstand. Yeah, better kickstand and better audio. That's the one thing. Like people are saying, like apparently, like it's like has better sound quality or something. They were trying to do. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably the strangest feature to me um, that it has better speakers because <laughs> to me that seems like probably the least requested thing on the Switch. I'm not, I'm not saying the Switch speakers were like amazing or anything, but it was like if you're playing in portable, usually you'd be playing with headphones or earbuds or something. Usually. Um, that's just what I normally think about. I don't really think normally about like going around blaring music out of the speakers on my Switch. But you know, in their lifestyle video, they showed, of course, people playing, you know, like on a tabletop mode or outside or whatever. So, you know, definitely when you're doing, it, it's definitely supposed to, I think, accommodate, you know, the kickstand, you know, for for people who are doing local, local portable multiplayer. Exactly. But. It's it's very much a feature. I don't think anyone was like <laughs> dying to have on on the Switch for sure. Uh, I'm sorry to correct myself. It's six, it's gigabytes for storage. Gigabits like it's a different thing. Um, uh, you're from the N64 era. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And the, and obviously, you know, the built-in wired LAN port, um, which uh, you know Nintendo finally got with a 2000 Dreamcast era. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much the yeah, case. Yeah, that's it? actually, yeah, that's the first time they've ever released an internal LAN cable, uh, anything, like yeah, like built into a system, because all of them were, were Wi-Fi based. Yeah, they've been good about Wi-Fi, actually, when they started jumping on, yeah. for the most part. I mean, but it was just weird that you had to have this dongle thing, and now they're just retiring it. But yeah, that is your Switch OLED model coming out October 8th. Same day as Metroid Dread, and it's going to be $349.99 MSRP in the U.S., so it is a $50 increase over the original model. And as expected, um, we have a lot of questions from our patrons about what this all means. And, of course, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discussion this week about what this all really means because we've had rumors about a so-called Switch Pro. This is probably not it. Um, and people are wondering, you know, what, what, what was the story here? So... Uh, is it cool if I get into the questions? Because the questions are going to cover everything oh, yeah. we're ever going to talk about here. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine so, honestly. Because <laughs> so, everyone's kind of thinking the same thing. Oh, probably yeah. wondering the same thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I told our patrons we'd get into all these questions and uh, the topics we talk about. So, um, just, yeah, be prepared. Uh, this first one's interesting. Um, it, it's from Raul. And it wants to know, is any form of parity with Xbox, PlayStation even possible when portability is on the table? Can games really improve on Switch Pro if they have to run on a Switch Lite? So when this, like, the whole theory about a Switch Pro before mm-hmm. this happened, like, 
that that whole discussion about would games have to look worse on older cons on older versions and then like is it like i mean it's obviously is possible to make games look as good as even current gen on a handheld there are those p handheld pcs that are coming out that can mm -hmm. do that it's just I'm sure you're gonna say it. the The reasons why Nintendo doesn't do that <laughs> yeah. doesn't well, go that route. <laughs> he's talking. You know, it's 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 a good subject to bring up because he's talking about scalability, mm. which is way more of a thing today. Like, it, it's interesting to really think about the fact that we live in an era where we have a Switch as is now that can run Witcher Three. It can run Doom Eternal. Um, and, you know, and some other you know some other big heavy games too, and they also look you know obviously look and run way better but in the past that wouldn't even not have been possible like there would be no way to make a ps2 era game run on a a console generation below it you know what i mean like if if it used ps2 there's nothing that the ps1 or the n64 could do to run that game um so we live in an era where we actually have scalability on our titles where we can have significantly weaker hardware run these much more power hungry games, you know, at, at lower settings, lower resolutions, lower frame rates, yada yada. Um, of course, like you already mentioned, it's absolutely would it would it have been possible? Sure. Would Nintendo have paid for it? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, the cost, man. Yeah, yeah, because and this was something that that Miyamoto actually answered at a recent shareholders meeting where he talked about how a lot of Nintendo's design philosophy is influenced by Gunpei Yokoi, um, which he was called, they called it lateral thinking or sideways thinking, which is rather than how can we improve technology, how can, it's always about how can we use existing technology in a different manner. Yeah. So Nintendo's very much yeah. about like, how can we use what we already have in new and unique ways? Now, that doesn't sound really exciting for, for people who are, you know, obviously more tech savvy or, you know, really want the best out of their out of their out of their games. And I, I you know, I, I go I personally go back and forth a little bit on it um, because like, you know, we live in like some of the most creative things in, in, in gaming comes from, you know, unlikely sources, you know, and doesn't require a whole lot of, of horsepower sometimes to make really great creative new ideas however however there is there is something to be said where the fact that even nintendo themselves sometimes are not are, are running into issues especially lately uh with their own hardware i i refer mo a big one to bowser's fury which chokes and dies at points on on the switch so you know, now it's getting to the point where it's like the lateral thinking is 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 in, is you know it's very Nintendo way of doing it, and they absolutely could go harder if they wanted to, um, but I think I think even Nintendo's starting to, I think we're really starting to even see now where it's like, even they're having trouble making their ideas run well, um, and and it's really just about the question is really now about how much does Nintendo want to to go into that you know push against the 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 return on investment like how much are they willing to sacrifice <laughs> in profitability on hardware you know exactly. so that so that yeah. their games can run better um when they're very much they're very much not used to you know going after cutting edge because here's a funny thing to think about too um if you go all the way back to the 80s the the famicom was actually a little bit underpowered when it came out even in Japan in in, in eighty three, 
there was options to go with a more powerful chipset, but Yamauchi was like, nah, let's save money. Uh, the Game Boy was actually significantly weak as a portable, even for its day. Um, I believe it's only by a couple of months, but the Lynx actually came out before the Game Boy or, or right around the same time. It's within like a, a couple months, right? And that, that, you know, that was a color system. Yeah. It was backlit. It had it had way more um, cost. sprite scaling <laughs> capabilities and stuff like that. But like Nintendo was like, nah, like we can sell a Game Boy for, for $90, you know, and, and it was obviously the right choice to make, but it's... This is actually kind of something Nintendo's always kind of done, which is like they they've actually portable or 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 console. They've you know for the most part they usually go underpowered. They did go they did chase they did chase that that you know the tail of that dragon for N sixty four and GameCube, and it kind of hurt them. So they've always they've been scared about pushing you know that thing. So as far as like you know seeing things that are like Xbox One PS four level on a portable i mean it's it's like you said it's it's already being done in in the pc gaming portal in the mobile pc gaming sector but i think nintendo i think nintendo just made a statement saying they're they're not really willing to ask that question for a couple more years yeah let me well let's let's talk about this in this next question because it's good because now we know the oled and then now that we know about what, what switch pro rumors are people are wondering how to, like how did we get in this situation where we got something we didn't really uh, some people didn't expect and there's some disappointment this comes from our patron kerbu i've seen some outlets speculate that the rumors crisscross between development on a proper switch successor and this oled model refresh Nintendo's lack of transparency to its inner workings has given so much strength to rumor mongering. It's made only stronger without any top lister crowd pleasing releases to placate the fan base at large for so long. Do you think there's any escape from this decades old cycle of self bred disappointment among those that follow gaming news attempting to make sense of silence? Uh, I don't. I I actually disagree heavily that, yeah. that it was like wires crossed, uh, like that that you know they they mixed up R and D projects with this and like and and like the new system. Um, I firmly I firmly believe that this Nintendo was thinking about an, uh, an interim upgrade, like you know a, a stepping stone, a style. But I think I think they got cold feet. Um, um, and I think that that's due entirely to the chip shortage and what they saw happening with Microsoft, Sony, and every single other tech technology using um, sector in in the world right now. And I think they looked at the fact that like they were going to be okay. We let's say like they went ahead with it. They did do a hardware upgrade, um, and then they looked ahead and said, "Now we're going to have to you know go for this because this chip shortage is expected to last for two years." It's supposed to go into 2023. So Nintendo would have to be selling a a version of the Switch that was technically better, can run in games better and make the games look better, but it was going to be a fragmented market of people like that are going to try be trying very hard to get a hold of one and failing most of the time and you know obviously that's not even getting into the business of scalpers and how prevalent they are now. Um, so I think they just looked at all of that and just said, you know what, we don't want any part of that. You know, we, you know, it'll be, it'll be, we'll be able to manufacture OLED models way faster if we're just using the same internal guts. 
Um, we won't be fragmenting the market in any way. Um, and, and, you know, so for me, I think, I think this, uh, I think, I think people, I also, here's the other thing too. Everyone was reporting on this and this wasn't just coming from some, some, you know, guy on Twitter whose uncle works at Nintendo. You know, this was coming from Bloomberg. This was coming from major Asian newspapers. These were not people who, you know, just sort of like every, they, they hear a rumor on the, on the playground and report it. Um, I don't think the fact that they called an OLED screen, that the OLED screen was seven inches, that that it was going to have, um, you know, some uh, that was going to have a LAN adapter built into the new dock. You know, some people even said, I mean, we're talking about the kickstand being improved and redesigned. They, they didn't get all of that. All of that was right. All of that was 100% accurate. And then suddenly the internals are completely off. How was everyone completely off of it? I don't think they were. I think Nintendo just said, you know what? Mm. No, I, 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 I honestly do think, so, and, and I, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You, so you, you don't, you don't think that there Nintendo, there's any chance Nintendo is still working on a successor and that it was never supposed to come out this soon. And that like those reports are still, some people just heard two different things, like different things and got them like, you know, they Sometimes sources are cryptic about what they're talking about. Like, hey, I can't give you too much because I don't, or I can't give you too much so you can be, I can be identified or by like when the report or something like that. I don't know what it is, but you don't think there's any chance that some of those details were being reported as one system. There were really always two refreshes in the works, or one of them was always the Switch successor, Switch Pro, and then like they they are doing all this stuff, but like it's down the road. Like, they, they, yeah, they've been working on it and. The reports just, you know, reported a little bit, whoops, that stuff wasn't really about this new Switch refresh, or... I, I don't know, no, it's, it does I, seem complicated. I, I, I really don't think so. I really do think... And and this comes from knowing about things that, you know, maybe I may shouldn't have, but it's like, I don't... I don't think this was a, okay. a goof between a different model. I think... Uh, and here's the thing: these companies are always working on their next system. Like the R and D at at all of the major players, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they're always actively thinking about you know the next generation. Um, and and they're actually open about this. They'll actually say this if you actually oh, yeah. look, you can you can find that they say like, well, you know, we we've we've started R and D on the next generation, you know, a year into into a console's life. Like Sony was probably talking about the PS5 internally very like you know a year into the ps4 being launched and that's not even counting the pro um they're always talking about the future of the next generation that's always something they're working on like because they don't they don't sit there and and, and <laughs> it's not like okay nintendo launches the switch in 2017 right and then they're like uh we'll wait till 2022 and then and then we'll actually start thinking about what we're gonna do for the next generation system or whatever, it's like no, they're they're thinking they're they're thinking about and and doing R and D on next generations almost immediately, um, but yeah, as far as this thing goes, I don't, I really don't think it was any sort of like wires, wires crossed crossing. or or, okay. or you know they they were talking about the next because what they're talking about specifically going into what what was being reported. As as the internals for it, it was not a next generation update. It was not um, something that was a massive leap forward from the the hardware they use now. They were talking about using an update, like a slightly updated version, you know, of Nvidia, you know, uh, chipsets, and they were going to be using DLSS, 
you know, to super sample to 4K. Like they, they, these are not things that that you would sit there and be like, they're gonna. This is this is the next generation because, you know, if you're talking next generation, it's gonna have way more than just okay. It can now super sample to 4K. It, it would it would have obviously significantly more juice. Like uh, just just as a sort of basic uh, thing, you know, the Switch itself has four times as much RAM as the Wii U. You know, it what it, it was not a meager upgrade. It it was like a significant jump forward. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, it's a little weird with Wii U though. Cause like you're talking about an AMD architecture and then they jumped into a NVIDIA mobile with a Tegra X1 chip. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a little apples to oranges, but even still like, you know, Wii to Wii U was a big, massive leap, you know, uh, you know, between them or whatever, um, between the consoles, like, like Nintendo, like if, if this was wires crossed, I would have expected to be hearing way more, um, I would have expected the rumored hardware to of a Switch Pro to be way powerful. bigger, okay. way more powerful if this was a wires cross thing. Like, oh, oh, they accidentally were talking about Switch 2. I'm like, I don't think a, I don't think a, a successor to the Nintendo Switch is coming out for two to three years. Uh, probably three years from now. I expect 2024 will be the next generation of Nintendo hardware. I don't I don't think Yeah, they said I don't they think there's anything coming the soon. Life cycle. Yeah. So, I mean, I expect this is going to be a much longer life cycle than, you know, they previously had. So, yeah, and, and Nintendo kept like saying seven that 7 years, I would guess. Yeah, and then Nintendo said they're in the middle of their of their hardware cycle. Mm-hmm. Like they said that themselves. So, yeah, and that could change just as easily as well. Um, I do want to ask you like so you talked about the chip shortage. Uh, I want to go back to that really quick. Um uh, patron Zach uh, wanted to know if the about the chip shortages, um, if you know the possibility could we even get a Switch Pro if they wanted to? Just like if they were also asking about PS5 Pro and Xbox Series X Pro or whatever because of the chip shortages. Like, is this going? Is this the reason? But I want to push back a little bit on this because I've seen some people. Um, that don't buy that argument uh, online because they're saying Nintendo's not a company that's known to pivot that quickly. That they, they, they make their plans well in advance, they stick to them, they don't change, and this is like too soon of a timetable for them to have... They, these people don't believe a Switch Pro was ever happening. They think the OLED model was all it ever was, and these other reports were completely wrong, or they were strictly talking about a successor that's years down the road, and they got that, and like they weren't clear on that. So... Let me ask you, yeah, do you think it was like as simple as COVID happening on top and, and not as not simple. Do you think it was the chip shortage plus COVID? Do you, do you, do you like, are you, do you want to like double down on that? Or do you think that maybe, you know, there's some, there's some other explanation, you know, just because people, as I said, they don't buy the Nintendo changes directions like that. Like, why would they go with the Switch OLED model and cancel their plans, like I guess, like do you, like, do you have an uh, argument for that? Well, the argument is that this this is a very we live in very unprecedented times. Um, you know, major car manufacturers were not expecting to have to cancel entire lines of car manufacturing, you know, because of all of a sudden we now have a chip shortage. Like this was this was this is a major problem. I think it's I think it may be that idea i i get the, the idea is sound if it wasn't 2021 um the the world economy shut down effectively um partially or temporarily last year like that would that's never happened 
Uh, we we've never seen something like we did in like you know the world go through what we did last year, at least economically. Uh, we've and we've not seen a chip shortage that affects every single aspect of of manufacturing practically. Like um, you know, I, I, the the other thing the, there's two minds here, which is like, and it's true, Nintendo isn't is not a a sort of reactionary company. They're not normally. But you know what else Nintendo is not, and and you know this, they are fervently, uh, they avoid, uh, they are they're risk averse and they avoid uh, any sort of controversy. And, and I'm not just talking about like you know, oh, someone said something on Twitter. I mean like Nintendo does would would do everything in its power to avoid being in a situation where they you know they would have like a, a major issue selling a product. Like you know they intended in 2019. They probably had every intention, maybe, of selling a Switch Pro. 2020 rolls around, and then they see what's going on with the chip shortage. They probably got a heads up on that and went just like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, uh, like y- everyone's plan, everyone had plans <laughs> in 2019, right? And and nobody's plans are the same in 2021 as they were in 2019. And and those are, those are years-long, you know, things, so... I think Nintendo just just did not want to be put in a situation where they have an like like they they love to have items sell out. Don't get me wrong, but they don't want to manufacture a product that it's only sold out because they can only make X amount. You know, they have like a very limited amount of product they can physically manufacture, so they can't sell it. It's it's not like because like the Wii was a sellout, but the they made they made. Just you know, they made millions and millions and millions and millions of systems. Like they sold 101 million uh, units of the Wii system itself. So it wasn't that with with like with the Wii and the and the DS and the 3DS. Like it wasn't because they couldn't manufacture enough. It was just because like yeah, they had a hot product demand, and they know the Switch is a hot product. But what good is having a hot product that you can't make? <laughs> like, uh, and I think they I think they saw this happening whether whether it was this year or last year, probably sometime. I would imagine actually sometime last year, whenever they they started getting word that like, you know, this is happening, and and you know, if anything, seeing because th- these companies are aware of what's going on at, at their competitors, they're they're not as sort of like, um, they're, they're not as like you know closed off as you as they might think they are. They absolutely are paying attention to how many units of an xbox or a playstation 5 are being manufactured they know like they're 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 keenly aware of this you don't you know you you don't get you're not in this business and making billions of dollars if you're not so they probably saw what was happening early on like probably about this point a year ago and just was like wow they're not going to be able to manufacture this many systems do we want to jump into that fire and I think they just said no, like. But they did to me in my mind is they did order those screens from Samsung on mm-hmm. on a on a big basically yep. a big they they got a deal on it they got a big sale on it, and I think they're like well we have these screens and we have already designed a new dock. Um, I think for them it was just kind of like, all right whatever cut our losses like you know we'll have we'll have the OLED model and we'll sell what we have and we won't have to ch- we don't have to change any manufacturing. Uh, on the internals on it, but so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that that attitude of like, Nintendo wouldn't react on a dime like this. That is that is normally true, but, um, I think COVID and I think this chip shortage, 
is is so it's significant enough that I think Nintendo would absolutely also be the company to back off any plans they might have had and stay the course sure. because that's also yeah. very Nintendo. Yeah, I I honestly I I I do personally subscribe a little bit to that as well. I, I think it was the one two combo and like how un- insanely crazy the situation was that's like everyone has to change like every company had to like think differently and change how their businesses work for a while and it will certainly have long-term effects on how businesses change how they do things so yeah i i I think it is entirely possible that like everything you said like i mean we've talked about it also before and stuff that like Mm -hmm. it seems pretty plausible that it could have happened um i do want to ask you though do you like I've seen some sentiments, and uh, another patron, Snoozer, asked this as well. Um, this, I find this interesting because I don't know if I necessarily agree with this stance, but uh, I'll see what your thoughts are on it. They go, they basically say Switch shouldn't need a pro version. PS4 and Xbox One standard versions didn't gradually get worse over time like the Switch has. Pro consoles should make games that already run well run even better. Not make games that run poorly run acceptably. This actually mimics the decline of the Vita at the end, where game after game was just clearly the worst version to play. Which side is he on on this? I feel like he changed his stance halfway through that. Well, I think by (laughs) Vita they mean like the ports from like the console ports to Vita were like... Was well, he saying the Switch doesn't need a Pro? But then he said he kind of gives reasons why it does. No, he's saying it I'm... shouldn't need a Pro. I think he's calling out Nintendo for why their games are run so poorly. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have them here to clarify, but I'm assuming that they mean that like games don't run terribly on the base version of stuff. But I feel okay, like he might yeah. disagree with that on the Xbox and um, PlayStation. End. You know, here here's the thing: is that. There's sort of an expectation ever since, well, really the N64, and you can even argue the SNES with how slow that CPU was compared to the Genesis, Um, but there's sort of an expectation with a lot of Nintendo ports of third-party games that they sort of just, eh, they just sort of run the worst, generally speaking. Um, Or or, or they have cuts, you know, or cut cut out stuff. You know, N64 had always had FMVs and cut out and sound downgraded. And GameCube, you know, with the mini mini DVDs, they sometimes had stuff cut out of those, or sometimes it was more more compressed um, on on the GameCube versus versus other versions. We don't even need to get into the Wii. The Wii U had its own problems with with ports of games and stuff. Um, And so normally you just sit there and go like and and. Okay, like yeah, like third party stuff is generally just generally doesn't doesn't look as good, run as well on Nintendo. That's sort of an uh, like it's sort of an uh, expectant, you know, something that's expected at this point in time. Um, but here's where it starts getting, uh, I think, alarming, and that's when the first party titles aren't running well. Uh, yeah, when you know when saying, it's from yeah. you know they're only made for the Switch and they're and they're they're internal they're made by studios that only that specialize and deal directly only with Switch hardware. So when when the two powerhouse studios at Nintendo with with Tokyo, uh, the Odyssey team, you know, and in Monolith, when their games are chugging um, or or having yeah. struggles, that's when it's like. That that's to me that's that's cause for alarm bells because like you can always sit there it's easy it's easy to pick on Age of Calamity 
But <laughs> I, I think we always need to remember that Age of Calamity is a Koei Tecmo title. It is made by like Omega Force. It is it is not a first party game. And generally speaking, you don't, a lot of times there's always some parts of those games that don't run well, anyways. But when again Bowser's Fury is having moments where it's it's the system's dying, <laughs> trying to run, you know, uh, you know some of the moments in Bowser's Fury and stuff like that. And, you know, and just the simple fact that, like, Monolithsoft basically scales their resolution hard, like craters it sometimes even in portable mode, um, just so the thing won't, won't you know, will, will be somewhat stable. That's when it gets a little concerning because you're like, oh, man, like, like, I really, you know, it really wouldn't, would it really hurt you guys to go and to push a little harder um, for that? So... And I don't know what the solution here is because on, on uh, as 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 he's saying he's right it, it really does kind of stink that that you know you get a switch and it's just like the worst version of every game <laughs> and it's true I mean like if you're playing Witcher three or Doom Eternal it's like yeah you're you're the game runs on the switch it is the worst version of the game by far um, but that 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 goes a little bit with the territory just just on the natural assumption like hey look. Switch isn't even close to a to a PS4 in terms of raw horsepower, so like I'm not expecting it, you know, to, to run ama- anything anything to run amazingly or well on it. But when your when your first party titles are kind of like oh, that's that's when it's concerning. Like you know, even looking ahead to the future, like we could always bring up Pokemon Legends and yeah. oof, <laughs> that frame rate. I mean, um, that, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I see people get. Call, try and call me out sometimes about like why do you think a Switch Pro is needed because these games like the, these games that you're being shown like they're, they're, they're the Switch OLED model coming out uh, I see comments saying well you were so wrong about a Switch Pro and stuff you were so convinced that these games are going to need it and I'm like okay they don't need it but like how is Pokemon Legends how is Breath of the Wild sequel going to run anywhere near a stable frame rate of any kind like I think, unless they I think pull they, some I think that's the thing is they do need it it's like I don't like, get it. Like going seamlessly. Look at that sk- the sky shot. It's massive. It's way bigger than anything in Skyward Sword Sky in terms of like depth and verticality. And like there's a surface below. And like you do do a teleport thing, but it looks pretty quickly. I'm like, how are you gonna have all that loading and shit like pretty quickly and not have the frame rate die and stuff? I was like, I don't yeah, understand. Well, uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild Two is an interesting case because there's parts of Breath of the Wild Two that to me look like graphically identical to the first game. Um, and then there oh, yeah. are parts, the, the and then there's parts where, identical. yeah, the surface world stuff looks like identical graphically. Um, but then like, like you said, like there is stuff where he's, you know, where he's skydiving and stuff. And, um, uh, I think a lot of that, it boils down to, well, a lot of it's using Monolith Soft's, uh, voxel technology that they use for the clouds in Xenoblade 2, but obviously on a, you know, it's, it's more refined, more probably more touched up because it's been years now since that game so that's pretty it's pretty cool that they have that tool at their at their disposal um but yeah yeah there is that worry there because like yeah you you can you can you can choke you can still choke breath of the wild now breath of the wild the interesting thing here is that breath of the wild one is a wii u game and it still runs on the Wii U and it still is is entirely playable on the Wii U and now they don't even have they don't have the hindrance any longer of hey we're making Breath of the Wild 2 we don't have to make sure it runs on you know ye old Wii U mm-hmm. hardware now we have they actually have their their 
their base, their their lowest common denominator for well, the only common denominator now since there's no pro version. Um, it's it's significantly more horsepower to work with than the first Breath of the Wild. So that's why I'm not necessarily too worried about it. But there is another there is another aspect, and 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 it's kind of like a non. I feel it's a non aspect anyways, but. Because they both sold great, they're both great games. I, this is not a, this is not a, necessarily. This is so much better than the other, but it it does kind of feel a little bit like <sighs> you do. Like for me, like I do wish Nintendo would have pushed a little harder with a pro or something. When you watch something like that Horizon Two state of play that they did, and you just see like how many, how far ahead, and that game's coming out on PS4 as well, which is I don't, I still don't know how they do. I really want to see the PS4 version of that game, but <laughs> I really want to, I really want to see how this looks and operates on PS4. But I mean, like it's like, mm, you know, not not that I want, I don't want Zelda to look like Horizon, um, because they're very, I like Zelda having its very defined art style, but. Like you, I'm I'm more worried about stability. That's what I'm more yeah. worried about. Is that when I play Horizon Two on my PS5, I'm not ever probably going to be worried about the frame rate tanking, um, especially since it's a cross gen. But with Breath of the Wild Two, I'm not worried about how how good or the graphics are in comparison. I'm more worried about. It. I, I am absolutely on the same fear of like. Is this thing going to chug? Am I going to have moments of like massive choke? You know, if if we're doing like a big battle in the sky and the storm yeah. comes up and lightning and all these effects start going on and fire gets you know lit up and whatever, like is the system going to start dying? You know, like w- will my hand burn? You know, holding <laughs> if I'm playing in portable. You know, from, yeah. You don't <laughs> want those big powerful moments like looking you know running like trash. You know, because the system going to handle it. I mean, they did eventually patch it in the original one, but, I mean, for me, walking into uh, where the Master Sword was for the first time, like, that area looked awesome. I was like, supposed to be this big, important moment, but the frame rate tanked for me. (laughs) And I was just like, this does not look good at all. I was like, oh, man, what are you doing, Nintendo? Um but yeah, I, I think you're, I think, I think you're right. That, like, it, there's, there's a lot of tech available. There are some, like, things to consider for these games, especially Breath of the Wild sequel that weren't in play for the original version because, as you said, it had to run on the Wii U, and that's no longer a, 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 a thing they have to worry about. So there's definitely a chance that it is totally fine on OG Switch, and I'm just blowing this out of proportion. Um, let me ask you this, Simmons. Uh, this comes from uh, our patron, Iron65. They want to know, uh, do we consider the Switch OLED a safer move than, release, than releasing the rumored Switch Pro. They say they, that they somehow feel that a Pro version was going to complicate things for developers considering they have to build new versions of their games or probably leave a handful of games only available on a Pro version, just how it happened with new 3DS XL and Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, plus, I don't see Nintendo doubling costs on the pandemic in pandemic times for a Pro version, uh, so maybe the OLED was just a safer choice. So, you know, they're offering their explanation of why Nintendo would have, you know, yeah. might have pivoted I, I th- here. Yeah. I think financially it was. Um, if if there was no pandemic, if there was no chip shortage, because the chip shortage is actually related to a drought um, in, in, in where the stuff's, you know, in the manufacturing plants, uh, not necessarily related to COVID. Um, it's actually related to a drought. Um which is interesting, but it's like, 
it doesn't really matter because both both ways like financially yes like a lot of people lost their job you know a lot of people are are struggling more because of the way the economy was you know really impacted last year and then of course you have also on top of that now you also have a chip shortage so financially yes this was the safer bet and 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 i kind of talked about like alluded to that earlier where a a fragment because in my mind the switch pro you know if it was happening there was never going to be first party exclusives like i know i know the uh the new 3DS did have Xenoblade One, um, but in my mind, the Switch Pro was was probably never going to have exclusive games by Nintendo. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, third party is a different third party. It's a different story. <laughs> and, and at first, I believe there's no way everything will be everything will be avi- everything will play on both. Just play better. But then, I I I heard some stuff internally. You know that. There were going to be third-party exclusives. That's obviously not the case now, which that's where I'm very curious about um, because there might have been third-party publishers who were anticipating a pro version where they could they could just squeeze down a game to run on on a pro model of the Switch. And and they could just get it in there. I'm like, okay, cool. We can we can start we can start you know putting our game into a new market now because we now now we have a new major player that actually is compatible that just barely compatible. Now that's gone. Um, now of course you can always do cloud version of games. That's yeah. Uh, but I've I don't seen some know. Some people argue that that's one of the key reasons they included a Ethernet port in the dock mm-hmm. rather than forcing people to buy it separately is because. One of the decisions Nintendo has made is to double down on cloud game instead of what literally what you're talking about. Because I thought this too, Simmons. I thought the Switch Pro was the the reach across the aisle and make the handshake. Okay, we'll work with you third parties on getting you bare minimum specs to get these ports onto our system because you really want these games on our system. And you know what? We'd like to have them. So this is what it's going to take. That's not happening now. So I think the next logical course would be because they're already doing it on select games is. Cloud yeah. versions and just say, hey, we're going to make it easier for you because we're including an Ethernet port in the in the thing. You don't have to spend extra money anymore. It's there. Buy this version and enjoy these next gen game or the current gen games running on your system via cloud as long as you have a good enough Internet. Well, it's very um, it's very interesting to me how uh, it's still very experimental with the cloud based game. Yeah. Like, it's not a lot. There's a few. There's Control, Hitman. Um, Japan actually has more. They have RE7 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the Switch cloud well, version. Well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a Switch version. Going to uh, be a cloud, sorry, cloud version as well, yeah. Cloud version of that. I don't know. I mean, maybe when Final Fantasy VII's exclusivity ends, I'm really anticipating <laughs> Final <version>. Fantasy VII Remake <laughs> that cloud, cloud edition. edition with my cloud. <laughs> I'm really anticipating. Oh, I feel they're. I feel it's 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 they're very much going to be missing out. You know, once once that exclusivity deal's over, I really think. You know, square like it's right there. Just take, just take it. Do it, um, make it happen. Uh, I, I, I just yeah, but um, I think we have to also look beyond Nintendo a bit here and just and think about it this way. Again, the these companies are are well aware of what's going on, and if you notice, there were a bunch of not a bunch, but there were a couple of notable games on the PS5 that were meant to be exclusive, and guess what? <laughs> They had to change direction. They they and and you know Corey Corey Barlog um, 
kind of took a little bit of heat saying it was his decision. I'm sure Sony had a had a big factor in it, but like God of War Ragnarok was going to be a PS5 exclusive. Now it is a PS4 game as well. It is cross. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo Seven, I believe, is also now going to be cross-gen PS4 and PS5. So I think Nintendo probably, maybe at one point, was a little concerned. Like, okay, Sony and Microsoft are going to next-gen, and and if for say like every single third party jumped, you know, from from generation to generation very quickly and all at once. Uh, then I think that was going to leave the Switch even further, further behind because it was already kind of mm. like it was struggling to to get like PS4 games running, and then if if say developers then were like, oh, we're 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 beyond even the PS4, we're we're in PS5 territory now, we really can't down downscale a game to run on Switch anymore. But now that's not really the case because now we're looking at it, and it, it seems like the PS4 is going to be supported by first party titles by Sony for years now for at least a few weeks phil spencer also said it's going to take years before the series s and x are 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 going to be the only console that plays their first party games like they said xbox one is going to still receive first party titles for years to come so i think nintendo probably also looked at this and said like they're gonna be stuck in in last gen for years why should we encroach further or push further upwards you know with our hardware if even they're they're going to be struggling with this so i'm sure they they also looked at all this all together i think nothing nothing exists nothing exists in a bubble i you know uh, i think nintendo's looked at you know everything that was going on we're like look they're gonna have these fragmented markets they're gonna be they're gonna be downscaling all of their first party titles for years to come we don't need to we don't need to to be pushing this or doing this olive branch anymore because at the end of the day it's like we're the best-selling console we're the best-selling system globally right now um these companies can't push into next gen as as hard and fast as they wanted to so they're gonna have to make ps4 versions and and if they really want to they'll make they'll make switch versions yeah and and add on to that i think it's like necessarily they don't even have to make Switch versions of any of their popular games, or even a cloud version. It's just we've seen some of these third-party developers. They're just making specialized teams that work on Switch-exclusive games. Yeah. I mean, or games that will run on Switch at some time, like Capcom with Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Stories. You know, they they got Monster Hunter in there. Uh, Square Enix, you know, with uh, uh, Team Asno, with them making, you know, starting with like uh, uh you know, the, the Bravely Default games, and then like Octopath Traveler, Project Triangle Strategy, like they're making these specialized games for Switch, or at least handheld devices that will also run on Switch, because as you said, both. Switch and the mobile market are the leading share of the market out there. So it's like it would be crazy not to at least be developing types of games that could run on that hardware. So even if it's not like we're not going to get Resident Evil Village on Switch any, like ever or something, no. or we're not going to get RE, next RE remake or whatever on there, you know, because they don't want to do a cloud version, I expect at some point there will, I think they're kind of going to be crazy not to try and put some kind of. I mean, they put older Resident Evils, but maybe develop a new original Resident Evil for Switch because of how big its market share is. Yeah, and that's the other thing to, to sort of really remember about all this is that Nintendo's doing very, very, very well. They're 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 they are not back against the wall here. Like we talk a lot about how you know how aged their technology is, how poor their performance is is even on first party titles. But at the end of the day. 
they're in no they're in no trouble like their their backs are not against a wall they are not hurting in any way shape or form financially um so i think the thing to, to you know for i don't know for you mean in the short term this doesn't really do much this doesn't really hurt nintendo like having the oled model um not be not have any sort of power upgrade doesn't really hurt nintendo in the short term and i don't even think even a year out, I don't think it's that much of a problem. It is. It's, it's disappointing for for us personally because it's like, okay, well, Splatoon three, Pokemon Legends, Breath of the Wild two, like, br- bummer. They're not gonna have like, they're not gonna get a hard uh, performance boost. That that does suck for us on a personal level, but it's not really hurting Nintendo. However, I do think I do think the the one it does bear concern to me in the long term. Because in my mind, there is no Switch Pro. Uh, I, I think they gave up on it. I don't think Nintendo bothers with the Switch Pro. Um, maybe they maybe they pull in Nintendo and do, and their next generation system is just a small interim upgrade. Like, they don't even <laughs> do a Switch 2. Like, yeah, <laughs> like they is... just wait till 2023, 20, 2024, 20, and they're like, they have like this Switch Pro version. They're like, this is next Man, gen. On a personal like, level, that's like the worst case scenario. Absolutely plausible, <laughs> but it's like the worst case. I was like, oh man, we're stuck with this forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that wouldn't be kind of a Nintendo thing to yeah, do. It would. Uh, but. You know, like I do think in the long term it is somewhat concerning because yeah. here, let me let me, po- let me pose let me pose a scenario for you. You walk into a Best Buy or a Target or a Walmart right now, and you want to buy a brand new TV, like a new home TV. Um, what is you know? And you you go in there and you say, "I want to give me a TV. I don't need 4K." You can't get a TV right now. You cannot. You can't buy TVs. a 1080p. TV any longer. You gotta go to like, like a you, specialist for that stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now, now here's the thing. Everything is 4K. Like even even cheap, you know, whatever TVs at Walmart, they're all 4K. And and the Switch can't even output to 4K. The Switch barely ever gets to 1080p. <laughs> like it can output 1080p, but it it rarely even gets that high on any of the resolution of their games. So they're kind of in this weird situation where like Miyamoto said, Oh, we HD TV adoption happened much quicker than we anticipated. You know, you know, uh, when, in regards looking back at the Wii, because Nintendo's president, it said that like, Oh, we're trying to avoid these periods where we have a huge boost and spike in sales. And then we have a, a huge drop off that follows immediately after these boosts. And, um, I keep going back to this moment in 2010 where that was the last big year for the Wii. That was a great E3. You had new Donkey Kong, new Kirby, you know, new GoldenEye, Epic Mickey One. You know, you had, I think the 3DS got announced that so you had a playable build of Skyward Sword on the show floor. Golden Sun, Dark yeah. Dawn existed and then disappeared forever because nobody bought it. That's all on you, Golden Sun fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I blame you. Um <laughs> But it was this fantastic year. It was a great year for the Wii. It was a great year for Nintendo. And then 2011 hit. And there wasn't a whole lot of product that came out from Nintendo. It, Skyward Sword originally came out that day. You know, here we are, like, full, you know, time is a circle. Um, but here was the problem. Skyward Sword kind of underwhelmed sales-wise for a Nintendo title, especially for a system that had so many uh units sold now granted you could say well that's because of the wii motion plus requirement even though they bundled the game with the motion plus controller if you wanted um but like 2011 hit and 
people just got tired of the Wii. They they just got tired of it. Like everyone who wanted one had one, and they were kind of they were just kind of done with it. And I think that is a bit of a concern for me with the Switch. Is like not now, not next year, but the year after, twenty twenty three, the year of Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's when. That's when I think is probably should be of most concern to Nintendo because again they're going to have this system that doesn't do 4K, you know, doesn't even have that output resolution, which has been industry standard for years and years, even more years at that point. Um, and the system has already sold 85 million copies. There's 85 million switches out there, um, and and I guarantee you by the end of this year they'll be at 100 million. Uh, easy. So, not a lot of systems have crossed the 100 million mark yeah. as far as hardware goes. Not a lot. Um, and, I, and I think by the time you get to 2023 and you have this system that on its best day, it might hit 1080p. Um, you know, and, and that is like four times less than, than you know, every, every standard TV's, you know, resolution output. Uh, and, and the fact that just everyone's going to have this thing at this point. Everyone will have... Does Nintendo run the risk of repeating the end of the of the Wii's life? That's where I think is 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 the most sh- Nintendo should be a little bit concerned. Uh, just just because it's like okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, this year's fine, next year's fine. Twenty twenty three is when I think you should start being maybe a little concerned because what do you do to keep people interested when you've okay you've had Breath of the Wild and you've had Breath of the Wild too. Uh, you know, you've you've had your follow-up games. You've had your two Splatoons, you know. Um, Metroid Prime 4 will finally probably see the light of day then, but yeah, uh, well, Metroid fans are getting fed this year, too. But, so, I mean, it, you said earlier you expected uh, Switch successor maybe, like, 2024. Yeah. Um, so it's like, if 2023 is, like, the last hurrah, like, the year, like, of concern, it's like, that's when they start ramping up. Hey, we start point, we announce there's switch switch two is happening uh next year and everything starts shifting over to that and they just and you know, they could the key thing they just have to say is like oh everything you have on switch is going to run on switch two like your games all carry over like if they just say that like, i mean that's the one smart thing and they can i do to say them themselves. To. and i think I everyone really expects do. that and everyone will still keep like switch sales will probably slow down for that little pocket of time but you know that switch two is going to like <laughs> it's gonna sell out, so I, I do see what you're saying. I just don't think it's gonna be as drastic as the Wii. I think what's gonna more be more realistic, Simmons, is what's going on with the PlayStation Four, and then it's, especially in its year transition. It did slow down, but it, you know it still was selling very well for that year, um, just not at record numbers anymore. Like I think it's impossible to keep it up for that many years. I mean, like I think like PlayStation Two is like the only thing that, ever, and, and maybe DS. And like Switch has mm-hmm. the chance to do that, and I think it will break a lot of records. I, I think you're right. I think like even Breath of the Wild might not even sequel might not even hit in 2022. It might be a 2023 title, and then uh, that might be Metroid Prime Four in that year. And like maybe Metroid Prime Four is a late 2023 title or potentially if, early 2024. It's the, like if yeah. Breath of the Wild Two doesn't hit in 2022, something went way wrong in development of that game. It wasn't just COVID. <laughs> like that's well, an incredibly long time for a game that's using a lot of similar similar or same assets. Uh, well, we, we yeah, game. we still have yet to see it like the actual like the legit game like the hook and st- like everything about yeah. it. Yeah, 
it could be way more ambitious. We're thinking, who knows? We don't. We don't have enough to jump to we that don't, conclusion we don't know, yet. But, but, like, but from, it from could the be. two tiny, yeah. tiny. I, I should emphasize tiny yeah. trailers that we got for Breath of the Wild two. Right now, I'm like, I'm like, it looks great, but like, it also doesn't look like. It, it it doesn't look like you know like Majora's Mask to Wind Waker was this huge generational leap, complete graphical overhaul, yada yada yada. Um, same thing from from Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild. You know that's a huge generational jump from you know graphics and and scope and everything. And Breath of the Wild two, I'm like it's it's Breath of the Wild two. You know it's it's it is following up from the exact same game. It's like it has a it has a starting point. So if it's going to take six years for Breath of the Wild 2, I'm just saying something must have gone really wrong in development there. Or, or they hit a snag or, or like, there's probably, I'm, I'm, my guess is that there's there's a gameplay hook that we don't know about that's hardware intensive. And they're trying very hard yeah. to not crash the system and make it work. Like something cool, something unique, something very different. Uh but something that's that's probably resource intensive. That's my you know, hope and, as well. And and, and, yeah. and that that's the reason it's actually taking so long because like they're trying very hard to optimize this thing to to work. Oh, it's because um, they're making like fifty dungeons. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Real dungeons, like full like good. dungeons. They have to make like a, like this giant open world. Damn, we need how many dungeons? Oh, it's gonna take a long time. We need good puzzles and new. Hey, like, that that I'm I'm all for that. And some people might say, "Oh, that's too big. It doesn't." Need, yeah, because <laughs> the crazy thing about it is to think about like uh, I just I I just read an article today that Nintendo arrested a guy in Japan for selling uh, hacker save data for Breath of the Wild. Oh, in Japan, dang, like he yeah. he was selling like ultimate save data, basically like yeah. completely you, you know hacked cheats, there. which it's a little petty on Nintendo, I think, to arrest yeah. a guy over that. But whatever. Um, but on the other hand, it's like it, it. You know what that tells you? People still play Breath of the oh, Wild, ab- yeah, <laughs> like I, I, constantly it, to it, this day. Yeah, you literally <laughs> just made me think of it. Just the recent announcement with Grand Theft Auto, like the reports from uh, Jason Schreier and everyone about uh, how it's gonna be. 2025 till GTA 6 and it's gonna that be does, like a, yeah, yeah people were shocked by that I'm like what were you expecting <laughs> and the recent announcement of Assassin's Creed going to a platform like maybe this is actually Breath of the Wild why they can't get the title yet maybe it's not just simple as a gameplay hook maybe they're doing something really fucking insane with this like it's gonna be a open world Zelda pl- like it's a now platform they're gonna build upon this I game hope, for I like hope for God not no yeah I mean <laughs> I don't know like just saying like when you have a game as successful as Breath of the Wild and people still talking about it as long after as, as people are you have to think something like that we talked about Smash Brothers even Mario Kart I think those three and even Animal Crossing th- those four are like the most eligible. And Splatoon, sorry, those <laughs> five are like a lot. Of, actually, a lot of Nintendo stuff is like right for it. But Zelda, I think it elevated to such a level that I'd never seen before. I, I think they, I, I, ha, I want to believe they're doing something so ambitious with this that it, it will justify that why even with despite COVID, it's why it's taking so long. That's my that's my hope. I'm still giving them the benefit of the doubt with this till I see more. Yeah, and 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 again, I I think with with. Like you said, with with the success that they saw and and the direction that they're going, they they have no reason to to sort of downscale it or or shorten it in any way. In fact, if anything, they, it's just more. They have more proof than ever that like people want a big, long, meaty Zelda game that they can just get lost in forever, yeah. um, and keep going. So, I mean, 
so I think that that's that's you know I'm 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 not really worried about. It. I think I, mean, I think 2022 is shaping up to be 2017 part two because you have we already have Splatoon, you already have a new Zelda. We may or may not get a, a Nintendo Tokyo project. Yeah, there. hopefully. Um, you know, like to to follow up with Mario uh, Odyssey, Don't but you know, I okay. I'm I'm expecting I'm honestly expect I'm expecting a new Monolith Soft game next year. Yeah. Um, hey, they're making record breaking profits, and yeah, about three I saw times, that. They're about that. they're about three <laughs> times the size of a studio that they were when Breath of the Wild One came out. So yeah, you know, if you have another big 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 meaty game like that, 2022 will be a banner year for them. Uh, it just it just kind of sucks that there's not going to be that little performance boost that we really, you know, that, that, that like really wanted, wanted that. Because again, to me, it's not about the graphics really, because again, I, I can look at that breath of the wild two trailer. And I'm like, this is fine. This looks good. This, this, this actually looks really nice. Actually. Um, I just, I just want the game to not run at, 20 frames per second yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's the real that's the real yeah. catch right there is that i i think i think there's there's a lot to be excited for on the switch but i'm concerned about performance like that that footage of pokemon legends was not good granted game freak is has kind of shown themselves that they're not really i i hate you know whatever i i i come at yeah. me with the pitchforks they're not they're not the most skilled uh, programmers in the world over at Game Freak, they're, they're not. I'm sorry, like, um, so I'm. But but you know, Tokyo and Monolith are, are pretty great at what they do. They've been doing and they've been doing this for a little while now. So, um, yeah, I just I just really hope it's 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 not a chunky experience next mm-hmm. year when all these big great games are coming out for the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. And to wrap it all up, you know, I I, I do. I have I have my own, you know, uh, reasons. I can't, you know, my own my own suspicion, my own like rumblings that I've heard. Where I'm like, I do believe the Switch Pro was a thing at some point, um, and it's not now. And now it is not. Um, I am very curious about. I'm curious about the things we'll never know about. You know, the the behind closed doors things where like. It, you know, I I personally do believe there was a pro, or at least it, it was being kicked around at some point. And I'm sure people like Monolith and Tokyo, EPD Tokyo, were like, "Awesome, you know, we're going to get a little extra juice to run these 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 ambitious ideas we have." And then Nintendo comes in and says, "Bye, eh, we're we're, we're backpedaling off that." Um, and I, I can't help but imagine there's some studios going going like. <laughs> just sort of like, yeah. you know, just like, like we have to like we we have to just stick with stick with the the old you know the program we've been with for for years now and just be like like we can't can't push can't push anymore um <laughs> so yeah there's a bit of a little bit of i can't i i really would love to know what it's like on the inside you know to be to basically be scotty the engineer you know down in there and and, and, and nintendo is up at the top miyamoto and furukawa just like you know i need you to push the enterprise the switch harder and he's like i'm giving her all she's got <laughs> captain <laughs> you know, just, she cannot take anymore <laughs> uh, i got a i got a few more questions here sure, sure. Uh, so we wrap up um this first one's from ricardo toro um, they just want to say they're mostly a dock player, and they feel the OLED mod- model offers nothing for me and others like me. So, uh, they, they, I mean, they they go on to talk about like the, like you know what PS4 did for their upgrades and stuff like that. 
And basically said, needless to say, this is a no-buy for me. We already have two Switch systems and three docks throughout our house with nothing indicating any performance boost. Enjoy having a sub 480p, 24 frames per second Xenoblade 2 running on that nice bigger screen. But the colors will be amazing, though. Made a joke tweet about it. So, yeah, for people who play exclusively in docked mode, you know, is is this like, this made it easy, thing for a lot of people. Like, I don't need to buy this. Yeah. No, he makes a great point, and and to me, that's probably in a weird way one of the biggest proofs that it was going to be different than what we got. Because the the biggest advantage of the OLED is for the portability factor, but they already had a Switch Lite, like they had the Switch, and then two years later they had a portable focus switch, and then two years later now we're getting another system where the main feature, the main boon is, again, the portability factor. Also, like, the only thing that helps is the, is the LAN cable. I forgot they but, talked about HDR, which is one of the benefits of getting an OLED screen, but they're not even doing HDR in that. They wanted to point that out as well. I skipped over right. that. So, so, like, why would you do this if you're not even taking advantage of that? Because yeah. they because they, which, they, they got cold feet, I think. Yeah. I think they got cold feet. They were planning to, and then they said no, like... This is going to be. We don't want. We don't want to have to deal with a, a chip shortage. Not being able to manufacture as many of these as we want, and then having to listen to customers. You know, they're already in a lawsuit for their Joy Cons. Like, do they really want to go? Because, like, and I, and this is a little bit of like, maybe this is a little far fetched. But like, you can imagine if they're at E3, they're at their directs, and they're showing off Switch Pro versions of games. Everything they show is running on the Switch Pro, so everything is, is performing better and looking better and running better, and then when the, the majority of people buy that game that they showed in the directs and at E3 that look and run better, and they play it on their base model Switch, and it looks worse and runs worse, they could sit there and be like, hey, this is false advertising. Now, you know, granted, no, they could put a little tagline that says, says Switch, Pro, on. Switch, Switch Pro, but I mean, like, people don't pay attention to that stuff, and you still are going to, in America, people will sue for anything, so I could see Nintendo just going, like, this is a controversy we don't need. I mean, it's you what know, like, Sony and Microsoft went through with their pro systems. Like, people, there were people complaining about the base versions of some games not running very well, yeah. and, but I mean, they did cover their bases and stuff, I don't remember... Yeah, it just it, it's yeah. it's not something Nintendo's worried about. It's just it's just a minor headache they don't need to deal with by by not having this now. And I think and more to the point though, yeah, why does Nintendo keep doubling down on the portability factor? Is is it be, granted the portability is a big part of of yeah. the system's features, but it is weird that Switch to Switch Lite focused on portability. Switch Lite to Switch OLED, it's mainly focused on portability. Again, we're just portability, portability, portability. And and to me, I'm like, no, I, I really do think they were at one point considering a beefier system that had a better running version, Our... especially in docked mode. And I think I think the fact that it's so weird and bizarre that it's just like two revisions focused primarily on the portability factor to me is, is a little odd because it is a hybrid console. It's not a portable... Well, the Switch Lite is, but I mean, it's not... It's not a portable system. It's supposed to be a hybrid system, yet it they've never, ever done anything as far as console-wising goes. You can argue the LAN cable, but that was a, that's a $7 Amazon buy. You know, like, that, that, that was not a feature that was hard, you know, to come by. It was not, it was not something that can't be solved. Like, I have a, I have a USB dongle for my Switch. It, it worked on the Wii and the Wii U. You know, now it works on the Switch. It, it costs, like, 7 bucks. like... 
They work it's, forward, it, they don't it, work backwards, it, though, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> it's funny, oh, it's just funny to me, because I'm like, okay, well, that's I, that's a tiny, tiny little convenience. And you can buy those docks direct from Nintendo anyways. You don't even need to buy the new system. Oh, yeah, the new docks, yeah, they're being sold separately. Well, you even pointed out, you just said, I was going to put this out, because you said, you kept mentioning Switch Lite, Switch Lite, and, like, uh, one of our pages, Alexander Zirinov, said, most Nintendo Switch OLED upgrades will only be beneficial when you play in portable mode, so why isn't this? Why is there no Switch Lite OLED? Like why isn't why didn't they just do the Switch Lite OLED? I guess instead of doing all this, you know. I think because because they had planned <laughs> this to be a new system. They had planned originally to have a a new hybrid, and then they backed off. They got cold feet because it's that's actually a very good question and a good point. If it was going to be so solely focused on the portability factor, why didn't they just make a Switch Lite OLED? Great question, actually. Great observation. And I think it's just more leaning to the fact that like they had planned this to be a full pro version of the Switch, and then they backed off and just said, shove the old hardware in there, because that's way easier for us to manufacture and put in. So I, I think, it to me, it's all just doubling. It all just sort of, like... You know, further backs the fact that this was going to be something else. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I feel like Switch, like, to me, if it was, like, Switch Lite OLED, I would, like, trade in my Switch Lite in a heartbeat. You know, it would be, that would have been, like, you know, and if only $50 more for that, like, heck yeah. I want, like, a slightly bigger screen or, you know, it wasn't just a better screen and, like, better audio definitely on the Switch Lite. Well, Switch Lite definitely needs some better audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yeah, like, having the dock and everything makes us, makes me think that, you know, there was definitely some credence to some kind of more ambitious refresh and they just went with what they, they went with. Um, speaking of audio, though, uh, from Level of Capybara... Uh, from what the revealed trailer showed off, and now what hands-off impression, hands-on impression, sorry, from some outlets that were lucky enough to get one from Nintendo already, it sounds like the new OLED model will feature improved audio. But you know what would really improve the audio? Music for the home menu and eShop menu. I'm talking about the kind of jolly jams you can only find on Wii and 3DS. So why not bring back menu music for the OLED Switch? Any chance do you think they will? <laughs> no, but no, but it's possible. Um, and he raises a great point. Um, I, 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 on my 3DS, oh, yeah. wherever that, wherever it may be, it's it is, it is lost in the ether of my of Every my room. Every time I turn this um, on, oh, it's dead. I have an amazing couple of things on my 3DS. I have what are called themes. Yes. So I have a Sega Saturn and a Sega Dreamcast theme. And there's many other themes for the 3DS, and. For the life of me, it's so bizarre because the Switch UI feels like more or less an extension of the 3DS's system UI. And it has themes, but (laughs) they never added themes nor folders to the Switch. And I don't know why. (laughs) It's, It's the strangest thing in the world to me that the Switch is just completely devoid. Like, at first... At first, it felt like they just rushed the system out. Like, get the system out. The Wii U's been dead. We need to make money. Like, like at first, it felt like, okay, whatever. Just just get it out as quickly as we can because we're doing so terribly. And I thought, yeah, sure. Within a year, we'll definitely have themes and folders. And nope. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's something I missed in the 3S. is like, can't really see it with the reflection. But it's like all these themes, these yep. 3DS themes I have, like... And he's just Zelda once for crying out loud, and like they're just yeah. awesome. You just like pick one, and it's like, ooh. 
Uh, I really need to find my system. I don't know yeah, it, it's like something I do kind of miss. So I go like, uh, and then it like updates the system. It's gonna take a sec. And it's like now you got like this cool like a link between worlds theme, and it's like yep. you got the music for it too. If I tune it up, yeah, it's like really awesome. And like I really wish the Switch would do. They they did really fun stuff like um like on the Dreamcast theme. If you close the lid, oh, but it's sleep mode. And when you come out of sleep mode, it does this really loud, piercing bleep. Now, if you're a Dreamcast owner, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it makes the sound of a dead VMU. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> if you had a VMU and the battery on the back of the VMU was dead and it was in your controller, when you turn the system on, it would go beep. <laughs> and then even better is that when you are when you hover over a game, you literally hear it go frank, 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 and it makes the sound <laughs> of the disc spinning inside the Dreamcast because the Dreamcast oh, was notoriously loud. That's hilarious. Uh, for its disc spinning. So, like, even though these are not necessarily pleasant sounds, like, they're like, this is what people know the Dreamcast for. So, coming out of sleep mode, sounds like a VMU turning on. Uh, when, when you're loading up, a, like, a program or a file, we'll, we'll do the disc spinning. <laughs> Wonderful. Just really cool things. And, and, cause, and more to the point is Nintendo let third parties do this. They let... That was... That was something third-party people could could offer on their eShop. You could it would cost you like a buck or two bucks or something like that, and you could buy it. It was just another way for like to get really cool stuff. And PS4 has themes. Um, actually, I don't think the PS5 does. I think only the PS4 still has console yeah. themes. Actually, so like the, both you know this is all on both of them. <laughs> yeah, know? like they both gave up their theming, which was like. A, 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 a small source of revenue that people really liked and it's and it's just gone why is it gone yeah <laughs> very bizarre like e- even that would be something to like freshen up the system like that that would have gone along like not that i would say it would be an oled exclusive but just like it would have been cool with along with the oled like hey by the way we're also bringing folders and themes back to the switch that would have been would have been something it's, it's very strange to me would have been a that, great that time. it's not yeah maybe 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 they're still going to talk about it. maybe there's a firmware update coming with the launch and you know they're going to announce it I mean, but there's so many again, crazy yeah there's so many crazy they things they haven't done for the portability aspect that blow my mind if they really yes. are like everyone says like i even believe it like portability is an important part of the switch hybrid you know dynamic but there's features that are just missing that have been unpresent on their portables before. I'm like, why aren't they there? Why isn't there a form of Street Pass on your damn Switch? I never got yeah. that. Makes the least that's sense. That's gone. That's yeah. I mean that that's that's I mean I, that makes a little more sense just because more it's a little more like you know developer intensive. But like, they don't even have Netflix on the thing. Oh, uh, we know why though. <laughs> that that the, so there's been a lot of speculation about why. Uh, and uh, and and, and uh, either a current or former Netflix engineer went in there and said it is. The, the reason it's not happening is because Switch is, does not have HTML, HTML5 compliant web browser or su- uh, support. And Netflix will only develop for HTML, HTML5 uh, supported devices. So they're not so going to So the build. 3DS had that. But the uh, Switch does They did. They, they did. The, the browser, the Wii U and the 3DS had that, that's the, that the thing. But they did not put it on Switch. And they're just phasing out older app models at this point, so they're not going to build. They will apparently they will not cave and build a custom app for Nintendo. They're like Nintendo, just put it add a browser. Why? What are you doing, Nintendo? It's twenty twenty one. 
Why don't you? What are you doing? Like you're making this hard, Nintendo. What's <laughs> it's like? Yeah. It's funny how they're so successful. Like the Wii U tried to do a whole bunch of stuff. Tried to be a little all in one, and nobody cared. You know, it had a, it had a TV button. It had like you could use it as a remote and stuff like that. And like now, like Nintendo's like it plays video games like only. And then there there's something to be said there. Like I'm fine. I'm actually fine with the Switch being a, a strictly dedicated games machine. But again, why why is the why is the only options between you know black and white backgrounds <laughs> like? Well, you know, no music, no, no, no jingles, no nothing. Just, ah. <laughs> just yeah. It, it's like it, it, it. It's the most. It functions. Go away. Kind of like attitude they have towards the UI on that system. For sure. <laughs> this last one. This is a doozy, Simmons. This is a long oh, rant yeah. from our patron M Bun about the whole situation here. So uh, bear with it for a second. Sure, sure. This is more a rant about rumor mills than a question for the episode. But are we re- really going to spend the next two to three years pretending Switch Pro ever existed when clearly all the concrete information leading to Switch Pro rumors was accounted for in this OLED model? Clearly, people just tacked what they wanted or uh, tacked what they wanted on or would generate or what would generate clicks onto the real trickle of news. And now that the reality check is here, nobody wants to accept that it, that's all it was. So the farce continues. We've been through years of this already with many, many discussions around what has turned out to mostly be a nothing topic. This actual product would not have warranted nearly as much discussion had we known the facts all along. The OLED model finally being announced should be the end of it, but people never fe- never want to feel wrong. So they'd rather continue to stretch this nonsense out and keep saying Switch Pro ad nauseum while like repeating this mantra will materialize it one day and then they'll no longer be fools who bought into sketchy hearsay. Can we just stop? Can we not just learn the lesson that should be learned from all this and wait for Nintendo or whoever to officially announce their next piece of hardware or even software before imprinting on the concept of it existing and only when it is a real thing hold these levels of discussion about the real products. Not mismatches of clickbait and dreams we keep revisiting, but instead how real products will change things going forward. Is that not the responsible thing to do to avoid volatile expectations like we've seen time and time again? Uh, volatile expectations like we've seen time and time again. The Nintendo Switch OLED model is a real thing. Discuss it. Do what you must in saying the word Switch Pro this episode. But after this episode, can we please just bury it already? Even if something of the sort someday does come to be in the future, at this point it likely would be a reaction from Nintendo to the way the Nintendo Switch OLED model was received. Not confirmation such a thing secretly existed all of these years. Of course Nintendo is always planning new hardware, but until they announce it, we shouldn't play these games with rumors from nameless sources fed to more trusted sources broadcast to the masses just because we wanted to believe. Last paragraph. Finally, just to be clear with the tone and the intent, I'm not mad at you, Damiani. Just burned out by the industry. The industry keeps letting this kind of thing happen. Uh, only benefits the rumor spitters and clickbait reporters. It always gets in the way of more meaningful gaming discussions we could be having. Instead, it just leads to these moments where people end up heartbroken or worse, outraged at entirely different people not even responsible for setting up those false expectations to begin with. Uh, ah, wow. um, here's 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 a simple report. What did I tell you, Mike, about the Switch Pro before E3? Oh, am I allowed to say it? Sure, go ahead. What what, what did I tell you about its release date? Oh, that was going to come out in the fall with a title, right? At the same day. The same as what? day. 
Uh, what? As as I told you before E3, I had heard the Switch Pro at the time was going to launch early fall with a new 2D Metroid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was true. Um, so so here's the thing. My point in all of that is, is that not every rumor is just a tales from from my ass. Um, <laughs> here, here's the thing that I learned over the last few years. Um, the industry is fluid. It is a lot more fluid than we most people have any idea of. Things are in flux constantly. And there's a lot of things that don't happen, but were going to happen at some point. Um, there, it, it came out in a video, and I had heard about it a long time ago. Uh, but it came out in a video, and, and, and it was in flux because you know, it didn't really... Uh, it, it, when it was happening, nobody said anything, and I'm glad they didn't because it it was real at one point and then it didn't and I'm talking specifically about Okami 2 and that was actually happening at one point and it was going to be made by Platinum and it didn't happen because things fell through with with between the companies and the development that is a big stuff like that is happening all the time and why is that significant is because Platinum left Capcom because they didn't want to make games for Capcom anymore. And yet somehow the ice was thawed, hell was frozen over. They actually worked out at some point, worked out a deal where they would make an Okami 2 for Capcom, even though they were technically like, they were kind of like, they left that company just so they, they wouldn't have to make, you know, Resident Evil sequels forever. Stuff like that is ongoing all the time. Um, Steve being in Smash Brothers was talked about during the Wii U's game. And then it finally happened uh, like like last year, last fall. Finally actually happened. There are discussions like, you know, you hear about it like when Phil Spencer says stuff like that. We're in we're in ongoing discussions with our third party players all the time. He's not actually lying about that. There are crazy ideas. There are crazy things that are in flux constantly and sometimes it gets it gets brought up it gets brought out publicly through rumors right or or you know loose lips you know and all that other stuff the sink ships you know world war ii adage and whatever um the idea that you know oh none of this stuff was this was never real no i don't i don't think that's true and again there are things i i had heard that are not obviously obviously not going to happen with the with the switch pro because there is no switch pro but I think the industry is in flux way more than people realize. Like there, there are there are negotiations and things being talked about that never pan out all the time, and some of them are in like really insane, really big, really cool. Would have they're all would have been's right, and if all the stuff that actually happened, like you wouldn't, but like you know, like people's minds would be blown if they had if they knew what discussions were happening what collaborations were one point were happening and then and then fell through what uh what hardware was planned at one point to happen and fell through you know we know publicly about you know the nintendo playstation but we were we were 
hours, literal hours away at one point from getting a big CES presentation about the Nintendo PlayStation. Um, <laughs> we, we could be living in a world where Sony never went first party. You know that 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 was that was a you know that was a crazy thing that happened there, but it's like because of the constant flux of of movement within the industry that's happening all the time, that didn't happen. We were one business meeting away from a Sega PlayStation. Um, there there's 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 a multiverse out there where Sega of America was able to convince Sega of Japan to to have that meeting with Sony and have the PlayStation be a Sega product. That almost happened, you know, crazy enough to think. So there are crazy things constantly being pitched, proposed, developed, researched, and they never happen. And they, they, they never come to fruition. And a lot of times they never get announced for the better because the frustration of that user is very understandable because we've been talking about this system, it feels like, for years and it didn't pan out. And now there's frustration because it's like there were all this expectations and ex and you know grew for a product that didn't pan out or didn't happen. But I don't think personally, knowing from from you know being in game development, working with developers, and knowing you know things that I've known, it's like the 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 industry is in a constant state of flux and would bees and almost happens all the time. Um, now. I understand, obviously, like, you don't want to talk about things unless they're officially announced. That's that's totally cool. Like, you know, that that that, that makes a lot of sense because um, speculate, you know, speculation can drive a person nuts. You know, it can drive, it can drive anyone nuts and, and, you know, drives us nuts. And obviously, uh, you know, the person who wrote that, that question or or whatever, <laughs> you, want to call, you know, drove them nuts too. And, and I understand that. But I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw out everything, every single rumor that ever happened. I wouldn't throw it out as just hearsay and speculation. And then sometimes some people got lucky or whatever. Um, it, it's not. Qu- it's not ever quite that simple. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, like 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 I've been saying, like these companies are talking to each other constantly. They are constantly thinking about stuff, researching stuff. Have you ever seen the the crazy? Um, Controllers they were they were prototyping for the GameCube. One of them being just a giant pad with a star on it that you press, you slam <laughs> like a yeah. Have you ever seen that? That actually came out of Nintendo's R and D files. Yeah, um, I saw that. There are crazy things that Nintendo is doing all the time, all the time. Yeah, um, there's a lot we just don't get to see. You mentioned it earlier. Like there's, you said there's so many things we'll never know about that you wish you could see, or like you know, see what they've been working on sometimes that just doesn't come to light of day. And as and, and on top of everything you said, to give like examples of like where crazy shit can happen. It's not just a rumor, and it just never comes to be, or you know something it changes because everything's fluid. It's like look no further than Metroid Dreads crazy ass like development history starting in 2005 rumors and stuff people like this is made up you know the, the like, i've seen footage of it it's like we don't know there's no like what are you talking about it doesn't exist and it's like 
here we are, you know, 16 years later, and it's like, it it's actually happening, it's real. It, and all those stories you heard about its development, whether, like, all of it was true. It was all true. They tried many times to make it, they just couldn't, tech, the DS technology held it back for Sakamoto, as he said. And I'm yeah, sure that was, like, that was that was so crazy at that treehouse when he said we this game was started and canceled twice d- before d- this version. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like not just software or hardware. It's like I mean, even Star Fox Grand Free did it. Like it might have existed. It might have been canceled. It might have outright just been like we don't want this. Like it's not good enough. I mean, like we've heard of other canceled games that we finally saw lost footage of, and we're like, oh, it's probably best it was canceled or like. Games don't just get canceled for usually for bad reasons. They get can especially by a company like Nintendo. They get canceled because they think it's like there's something critically wrong with it. I mean, like Metroid Prime 4's development, they said we are announcing to you. This is how, like when it gets sometimes it gets so bad, like we have to tell you about it because it's like we know you're expecting it. But generally, they don't always be that forthcoming because if it's not publicly announced yet, they don't have to say anything about it. So no one publicly announced Star Fox Grand Prix. No one ever announced like half like a lot of these rumored games over the years, like the Donkey Kong Tokyo EA uh, the Tokyo team. It's like. There was a crazy thing. I re- do you remember back in the old IGN days during the GameCube era that uh, God, I don't, God knows if I can pronounce his last name, Matt Casamassina. Yeah, he he talked about Retro had a a Sheikah game yeah. that Retro and, was working on, and that disappeared. Yeah, for years and then years yeah. and then recently, artwork came yep. out from someone who worked on it and said, yeah. That was a project we had proposed and pitched and and started like preliminary development on, and it got canceled. That was real. I heard about that in like two thousand three or four or something like that, like maybe five, like, and it was real. And, and people were like, "Oh, that's bull!" Like you know, you know, just poo pooed it, like just crazy. That's just crazy wishful thinking. But it was real, and it did happen. Like there, there is, there is crazy stuff like this happening all the time, um, you know, in 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 the industry. So, like, it's just things. The, the reason why you don't hear about it is is a lot of if people do actually leak this and and show their sources, that's their whole career. Yeah. Their entire career is over. You will never work in the game industry. You might never work in film or TV industry ever again. You might never work in tech in any technology sector. And no one wants to risk that, nor should they have to. But. I, I, I would not say like I would not I, I would never you know I would never just completely black out like anything that isn't official isn't real that's not necessarily true it's just that this is a this is an industry in a constant state of flux it's constantly fluid and changing yeah. so there's just a lot of times things just things just fall through things just go bad and um we're, we're lucky that nintendo was nice enough to tell us that about metroid prime 4 <laughs> they could yeah, have easily just can they could have easily just canceled the project outright and just said forget it yeah. um or they could have given this a different name and like never told sakamoto you can't even acknowledge this was like previously a dread like development game you're yeah. calling it because we don't want that out there but i mean they did you know sometimes developers can be open and transparent I don't want to. I, I, here, I, I'm not like. I hope none of this coming off is like dismissive because there obviously are people like 
people who like to jump in on the bandwagon and you know get clicks you know that they, they will report on any little thing sometimes and you know make it seem way more important than it really is even and like not double check their sources and just run oh some site said something i'm running with this you know we're we're, we're making this our big headline because it's going to generate discussion and speculation and that does get a lot of people talking however as, mm-hmm. as, as simmons pointed out earlier I, I I feel like one part of your argument your in your in your uh, response to us M Bun was you were dismissing all the Switch Pro report stuff as like kind of like not true, um, like it was made up. It felt like you were saying like strictly for clickbait, where some of the details about the Switch Pro stuff came from extremely respected sources um, that had previously reported on. As far back as like the 3DS, when they reported, oh, 3DS is eminent, and like Satoru Wada's like, no, it's not. You're lot like that's absolutely not true. What happened a few months later? 3DS is like they, they these sources have are pretty good at their job, and the best case scenario I can think of is that is either what Simmons argued that it was extraordinary times they had to make a tough call and decided to like we w- let's go with this, let's go with the switch. Ref- a smaller switch refresh and we're no longer doing a switch pro or at some point they decided this is getting way too ambitious for a pro model we really don't want to do this you know what this is all going towards the next successor and so all this stuff will show up and maybe even better spec stuff as you said simmons because it should be an even bigger leap but a lot of this stuff might show up there and i understand how that looks like well now you're like like this is kind of like what you were saying a little bit, but at the same time, it doesn't change the fact that like this is what actually might have what actually happened. So, what what do you do about that? You hear about the stuff you reported that was true at the time. Plans have changed. I, I guess I, I understand the disappointment part though. The part about every this happens with Nintendo fans way too much, especially with software stuff. Like something is absolutely not confirmed whatsoever. Everyone expects it, like treats it as true. And then they get this point. That's why I'm not disappointed about Switch OLED. I'm like, sure, this is this is fine. This is what I, I totally expect. This is a Nintendo move. And if there's no Switch Pro, I mean, if, as long as games run okay, I'm fine. It, it, they can make it work. Once games start running really horribly, first-party games, as you said, Simmons, I'm going to be like, man, you really need a new system of some kind. And, you know, that, that'll be the case. But otherwise, I, yeah, I don't get too... I personally don't get as much worked about some of these, but also to contribute to what Simmons said, I, I've had, I have a lot of people I know that not just tell me about a lot of different like companies, what they're working on at some points, they, they, they outright show me shit. Like they show me like images and stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, and, and those images are exactly what will show up. And I'm like, they're like, okay, that, 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 that's totally I was like, okay, you are hundred percent correct here. So it's like. A lot. I mean, I, 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 I do think people a lot of times are in the know. But as, as Simmons said, on sometimes we everyone companies change plans, and so there might have been marketing materials. There might have been all this stuff, research and development done for this thing. It existed, but it's no longer what they're moving forward with. And so, I uh, the best thing I could say is I hope maybe with a Switch Pro or Switch Two the successor comes out they do a, like a little round table about it it's coming about and they mention like oh in like 2019 2020 we started working on a successor an iterative update to the Switch but then we decided to just full, like I would love to get that clarification because then you would absolutely know from the horse's mouth what was really going on and stuff and maybe it will shed light and show 
people were right here and now. They were right about Switch Pro. It just didn't end up happening because they decided to change directions and focus on something else. So whether we know that or not, who knows? But I, I don't think the majority of the, of the people reporting on stuff are doing it maliciously or to take advantage of their audience. Though I will not deny some people still do that. I mean, yeah, I, I think some of these rumors were absolutely people just clickbaiting or people just uh, running with anything they heard. But I, I don't think, um, like, say, like the I think it's pronounced Nikkei newspapers. Um, oh yeah, it looks like it looks like Nike, but it's not. Um, like Nikkei newspapers or or Bloomberg. I don't think these people were just. They were just. There's. They heard something from their uncle and just said, "Yeah, we're on yeah. with it." Um, Asahi Shimbun is another like yeah, source that's another been like, doing they, this a they lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think Bloomberg Japan. I don't th- yeah, yeah. I don't think all of these sources were were just speaking. Just, just you know, they weren't doing it for clicks because they don't need it. They weren't, you know, especially if you're a newspaper in in, in Asia. Um, they weren't. They weren't doing it for cred. They weren't doing it, you know, because their uncle works there. Some of them were doing it because like they 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 honestly had something to report. Um, and then there's many who didn't, you know, many who just ran with anything they heard. And that's a little frustrating, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just sort of the nature of the beast, you know, um, it like, like pointed out the silence Nintendo creates breeds this atmosphere. Um, and it's just going to happen. Um, it, it's kind of like, there's this, you know, in, in, in life you expect certain things, you know, death and taxes, you know, you will, like there will be death, taxes, and Nintendo rumors. Though those are those are the three things in life that will always happen. Um, and there's really no good way around it other than just like well, let's just ignore it. I guess I I I don't really have I don't really have a solution there. You know, as far as like you know, you know, as far as can we just stop? Well, no, because it will never stop. Because yeah. even if we personally stop, we as a as a overall game in game media industry it will never stop there will never stop being people making rumors making stuff up talking about things that are legit but probably never become public or never happen or fall through like it's never going that that aspect will will never stop we will never we will never be free of this of this eternal cycle of would be's and what ifs and you know again my uncle works for nintendo and i heard this like that will never end you know, for better or worse, probably mostly for worse, but it, it, it won't end. And, um, I don't know, like the best thing I can say, I don't know, is just enjoy the ride like a little bit. Cause like you, like you said, you're not really upset with the old, I'm not really upset. Like I made a whole video about it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, well, well, I guess here it is. I guess it's not, not what, not what I was uh, hoping for, but okay, whatever. You know, it just went about my day like kind of like that was it um i try not to i try not to let it get to me you know um and and it really didn't like the switch all that is like oh well okay i guess bum bummer but whatever shrug my shoulders go on my day i'm still looking forward to to all the other games coming out next year you know from nintendo so um but yeah the the rumors will persist and yeah just try to enjoy the ride you know and if if you really I don't. I mean, that's the best advice I can give: is just try to enjoy the ride, or just, you know, don't focus on on any of of the speculation stuff because speculation will happen. Sure, sure as death and taxes. <laughs> For sure. 
Well, thank you to all of our patrons who submitted these great questions and, uh, and, and statements for us to address on, uh, on this episode of Friend Code. If you would like to submit a question uh, or a statement uh, for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, you need to be a $5 and up patron. Um, I'll make that post the week we are recording, letting you know what the topic is so you can send in your questions. Um, you're also part of our early access tier, so you get episodes of summer shows and podcasts a little bit early. So thank you to all of our patrons that support us that way, and to all of our patrons in general. Also, we have some shout-outs for the month of July 2021. Um, special shout-outs to Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Edsgar, So I'm a Spider, So What, Ezdalkal, Nick blue and dave mckilligan shout out thank you so much and uh, as we wrap up here simmons uh you know as usual where can uh where can our viewers and listeners and our audience check you out if they want to catch more of your stuff well uh i archive all of our big weekend maximilian dude streams at youtube.com slash yo video games i myself personally stream on twitch.tv slash assist me doom and, you know, again, Twitter is just the reverse of Doom. Doom assist me, all one word on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find me, um, you know, and whether or not it's weekends, weekdays, Twitter, what have you. Nice. Well, thanks for being on again, man, to talk about Switch OLED news. and uh, Or the Switch EL if you're in Japan, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's cool. They're calling it that. The Switch EL. Well. Nice Which, again, name. that name to me seems to imply that maybe it was going to be something more. But here they're like, let's not. Mm, it's just OLED model. Yeah. Well, keep it simple. Till next time, everybody. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>